All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash ownyourstyle. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox and Tiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more thing. Tight, tighten up your core Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. So I have Bob Goff with me today for all four things. And I'm sure most of you listening probably know of Bob Goff, but for the few of you that don't, I'm so excited for you to. Uh, here this entire episode like you you're just you're just gonna love it I've been sitting with him here for about five minutes before we hit record and I already have so much wisdom like the little like you I would be like okay Bob came and did his thing you can go now like I I feel good I know we have so much more to talk about but I mean he already pinned gave me a a medal of a, a medal for being an adoptive mother and that just made me feel so special and you gave me two medals for my kids Oh man, I'm just so glad to be here. I think we should do that more. That whole idea of honoring people. Yeah. To just say like you can get a nickel medal and just carry them around like and just uh, say recognize things in people and really take a moment. It's not like a car trick. It's just what you do is you just take a moment with the people that you're with, even if you're listening right now, and just call out something you've seen in them. And just acknowledge I mean, yeah, and I guess it doesn't even take 
the actual physical yeah. thing to acknowledge that. Well, in why someone. not carry and, some medals? Or well, we should all be walking around looking like the Joint Chiefs of Staff. This is definitely more fun. We should jingle fun. when we walk. I mean, I I, <laughs> I my, just jiggle when I walk. <laughs> my new thing is he pinned it right on my denim jacket, and my new thing is going to be that I'm just going to start collecting. Come yes, on, and then I'm going to be like the next event I go to. I'm yeah, going to be. This, what do they call it? My and my dress blues. And yeah, you're like my, my decor. What are you looking at? Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I'm an are, adoptive mom. <laughs> yeah, these are my medals that I gave myself. Like I'm just gonna start <laughs> for different things. So um, Bob is well, he's an inspirational uh, speaker. Uh, well, you're a lawyer for a, for a long time. You still are. Evidently. Yeah. Um, a recovering lawyer is that yes, what you call I'm yourself? Little baby steps. Yes. Uh, an author. Um, a husband, a dad, a friend, a lover yeah. of, of people and and actually doing, which we'll get into a little bit more of what that is all about. Because, I mean, your books, I thought with the four things we would follow, you know, Love Does, which is a book and I've got a good story. Our friend Chase is in the room with Chase is on my podcast from time to time. So listeners know, like, shout out Chase, he's, he's in here. Um but he has something so cool that, I mean, I have a post-it note I'm going to show you that he put in a book that he read of yours in 2012. Wow. And it is, That's awesome, it, it directly impacts him sitting right here today. So good. Something that you wrote that inspired him to do. And now here he's right here. Oh, so good. And so I can't wait to share that with you. And then um, we'll get into everybody always. Um, you're about dreaming big and you want people to tap into that. Like what? their what they've their potential yeah find your ambitions and, and then not just do. make it brain candy but just actually just go do something you don't have to take all the steps yeah just like one cannonball will do <laughs> grab yes. your knees and go and then um something we practice a lot on this podcast is gratitude so we at the end we'll wrap with you sharing four things that you're grateful for in your life big or small so good. Whatever that may be. Come on. Yeah. So um, I, before we get into the four things, I do want to share with you something that um, Thomas Rhett said about you and y'all's time together. Um, he was on an episode of the Bobby cast, which is um, the morning show. I'm on the Bobby Bone show. He has a podcast called the Bobby cast and Thomas Rhett was over at his house and they were talking and he put out there that, you know, he had the opportunity to sit down with you and I don't know, y'all had lunch, dinner, whatever. And you shared with him something about negativity in social media came up and or negativity in general, um, and that you cut out the left pocket of your jeans. Yeah, that and crazy? that's where you so explain to people because I feel like I've even referenced that ever since I heard him share that you said that I'm like, yeah, we just kind of need to have a place to put it and boom, it's gone. That's the crazy part. If you uh, cut out the left pocket of your jeans, like the, uh, the sum of your faith, the sum of your relationships, the, the sum of your family experiences will be everything you're hanging on to and whatever you let go of. And so for the good and the bad, there's some stuff we're hanging on to that we just need to move from the right pocket to the left. Even the jeans that I'm wearing, I literally have no suit, no jeans that have left pockets. So that's and the first so, thing you do when you get them. Oh yeah, totally. First thing. Some people say, you know, that when they buy a new car, they hit it with a hammer. That sounds like a stupid idea. But the whole idea of like cutting out your left pockets to say, I'm going to be a person that wants to let the stuff go. Because otherwise you end up with more baggage than Delta Airlines. <laughs> you mm -hmm. just got to move it. And it's only 18 inches, like sometimes 20 for me. But like, I just let this stuff go. 
some hurts, some relationships that got wonky, some setbacks that have happened. I mean, I had a house burned to the ground. Um, oh, I, I have a question about that coming. Yeah, I took, I, my sister is also a fan of yours. So I have questions that were sent to me from my sister. Rivet, dropping question. She wants, well, since we're talking about that, since you brought it up, she would like to know, um, you know how you have to take a water plane to get to your place? Yeah. So she, she works in um, design build. Her and her husband have um, a design build firm. They do exterior, interior, all kinds of things. They live in Colorado. But they know everything that goes into a project and building things. And so she's curious, like, how in the world do you take a water or do you get stuff to build in such a remote place? Yeah. And how is the build going? It takes a couple minutes. Um, so it's about 100 miles from the nearest road. Wow. Uh, and uh, we are the first burned down lodge on the right. Uh, but we make everything ourselves. So the first thing we made was a, a source of electricity to build things with. So we have a glacier on the property. And we built a hydroelectric plant that ch- runs the electricity. Then we got a bunch of logs uh, and then a 150-foot crane and started stacking them. Oh uh, and there was a lot of, I don't know what drugs are like, but stacking logs is addictive. I mean, it oh. is <laughs> so fun. I could do that for years. So while it was a drag that the uh, lodge burned down, some uh, people came in to put some stain on the logs. And they put a bunch of oily rags in a pile it spontaneously combusted. And for oh those listening, it won't be a, a home, perhaps it burnt down, but it'll be a relationship, a job, a, you know, something that mattered to you a lot. And the thing that I'm learning currently is just, just cause it burnt down doesn't mean it needs to stay burnt down. Mm-hmm. And so we just started stacking logs again. So we just got our final inspection. So it took me three years, three months and three days. Easy to remember. Wow. So that was it. Just get busy. And so you, we all have setbacks. And that one was a little tough to move from the right pocket to the left. But you can do it. Small, medium, and large. Or like Starbucks speak, tall, grande, and vente. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Uh, home burning down was definitely vente. Yeah. But it still can be moved from the right to the left. Okay. Good little wisdom there. So this is our, y'all know what's coming up in the four things. So the first thing we're going to get to, like I said, is Love Does. Okay, so now I've got the book here in the flesh, Chase's book, Love Does. And, you know, it's really about, like, you're, you know, love obviously is thoughts and feelings, but, like, you take it to the next level, like, love is action. Love is Love is doing. Do stuff. And, you know, one thing that you shared in the book is after September 11th, what you decided to do with your kids. And that was to write letters to world leaders all over. So talk us through that real quick, and I'll tell you how it landed Chase here. Yeah, the uh, crazy idea. I want my kids to like interact with the world. I don't want to have them hear from somebody else at school what's going on. And so we sat down, and we said to them, like, if you had five minutes in front of a world leader, what would you say to them? And uh, so each of the kids had a different answer, and Lindsay was our precocious one. And after Richard had said... He wanted to invite them over for a sleepover. And after Adam said he just wanted to know what they were hoping for, Lindsay said, what if we asked them, if they won't come to our house for a sleepover, could we go to their house for a sleepover? And it started this terrific chain reaction. We downloaded the CIA website. We sent a letter to every leader 
on the whole earth and said from Lindsay Richard Adam, we're Lindsay Richard Adam. We want to know if you'll come over for a sleepover, but if you can't make it, can we come over to your house yeah. uh, and ask you what you're hoping for? And we got so many no's. We got a post office box because we didn't know, want Ahmadinejad to know where we lived. So <laughs> smart. That's so smart. we got all these no's. But then, terrifically, we got a yes from the president of Israel. He said, if you'll come to Jerusalem, I'll give you an interview. We got a yes from the prime minister of Switzerland. We got a yes from like these, uh, you know, Soviet bloc countries. So we got, uh, I think it was 29 yeses. Uh, and so we pulled the kids out of school and went. I had a lot of frequent flyer miles. We just burned them. It was so beautiful. The that crazy is so crazy. Like, so how he was, I'm thinking right now, if like you were my dad, how, I mean, that is so crazy awesome. Yeah. People like, really, they just want to hear from you. I knew I was going to be in London on May 14th for a thing Hillsong was doing. So I wrote to the queen. Uh, her address isn't hard to find. It's just like Queen Buckingham Palace. She'll know. <laughs> They'll know who you're talking about. Right. So I said, I'm going to be in London on the 14th. If you're in London on the 14th, maybe we should hang out, right? Pinky's up. One of her ladies in waiting wrote back. I'm like, lady, what are you waiting for? And she said, the queen is terribly disappointed. She can't meet with you. I'm sure it just tore all up. But for a dollar stamp and an envelope, I'm talking to Buckingham Palace. Right. And take your kids on that kind of adventure. Instead of having them observe from afar like the 10 lepers did, have them actually get some skin in the game and go put a map up, put a dot for every place that you've written to. The crazy part is people will say yes. Yeah. Okay. So, well, and then, but, but people also might say no, but there oh, yeah. is also lessons in oh, you getting yeah. all those no's oh, in the yeah. mail too. Cause yeah. I'm sure your kids, but how cool is it? They well, still got a letter back. Oh yeah. I wrote to the Pope and said, can we meet? One of his bishops wrote back and said, absolutely not. I didn't think God shut the door. I thought I've got the right address. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll write again. So Chase, you share with, after you read the, the story after 9-11 of what you know, Bob did with his kids and his family and how it just was like, what to you, what did you take from that in that moment? And what is this post-it note here that literally says, email BBS Amy, which is Bobby Bone Show Amy, about idea. All she can do is not respond or say no. This right. is the Bingo. literal post-it. So yeah. sit, yeah. Look. And well, here no. you are. And I think, you know, I was... We knew you were coming in, and so I went through that knowing that I've read the book several times, and I look at that, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so small world. So really, what I got from the interviews was all you can do is reach out, and they could not respond, or they could say no. Like, there's nothing bad that can come from it, and I had this idea of emailing Amy about doing an event that would benefit Haiti, and I was like, I just need to email her, and we'll... See where Which, it goes. by the way, was breaking the Guinness World Record for hunger relief meals packed in a certain amount of time for Haiti, so and good. we needed to break that world record. Come and on. So I I got the email, and you know we get a lot of emails. Sometimes I miss them. Now yeah. also even hearing this, it's making me want to make sure I try to reply more, even if the answer is no. But but sometimes we just miss stuff and. Uh, but with Chase, like something stood out and I was like, what? Who is this guy? And well, I mean, I do love Haiti. So I replied and my kids were at an orphanage there. I was like, they could use some meals. What if we sent them there? <clears throat> so I replied, the correspondence happened. He ended up coming to Nashville. We had like 2000 volunteers. 
We packed it. The Guinness World Record people were here. We broke the world record. Yeah. Um, the orphanage lived off of the rice and beans that we packed from Numana, a hunger relief organization for, they might still be eating it. And, you know, it just was, but that, that started our friendship, Bingo. which then was, you know, that was 2013. And then a few months ago, he moved to Nashville to kind of join us more full time here. And yeah. well, I, but Bob, this is yeah. from your book. I like, think there's, it's, I there's think it's so deep within all of us yeah. that we're just looking for a way. It's like stone soup. Remember that kid's book that everybody just throws in what they've got. You got cabbage, you got carrots, you got whatever. You don't compare what you've got to what somebody else has. But at the end of the story, everybody's fed. And um, so I think that's it. You just bring what you've got and then God turns that into something bigger. And that's beautiful thing. We don't need to control the chain reaction. We just like let it go. But our place is just show up. But my worldview is that God doesn't need our help. <laughs> I ask him well, every day. I'm like, do you need my help? He's like, actually, no. What I need is your heart. And so if we could just get back to this idea of just bringing authentically who we are, and we bring that. And uh, if you want to turn two loaves and a couple fish into less, <laughs> that's fine. But if you want to turn it into more, that's fine too. Yeah. You know, something else that you go over in the book is the Bible study that you started with some friends. And it was like a lot of people gather to study and, and, you know, try to break down everything that's happening and really like understand, but your purpose is let's put this into action. Like, how are we going to actually, let's gather together with a group of people in a Bible study and let's do. Yeah. Like a Bible doing. Yeah, so I, I don't care how many uh, boats are floating in the Sea of Galilee. And if I hear somebody tell me uh, that there's four words in Greek for love, agape, philae, I'm going to hurl. I just tell me how you fell in love. Tell me to somebody that's done one selfless act of love for you. And every selfless act of love is a declaration of faith. I'll, I'll think about that for a month. I'll remember how you and Chase met, how you just answered an email. You know what I did in college? I remember Keith Green way back in the day. The uh, He was one of the first CCM Christian artists. And uh, I wrote him a letter. He wrote back three sentences to me. I felt like such a boss. This was before the internet. I'm like, Keith Green just wrote me three <laughs> sentences. I don't even know what the three sentences say. I get 300 emails every day. Everybody gets three sentences. You know why? Because 35 years ago, Keith Green wrote me three sentences. The impact of just one act of kindness. I love doing that. When I get to fly across country, that's good for two or 300 emails, bare minimum. And I just like, and I don't send the same email. Like I just find three sentences to affirm what they're doing, to say you matter. Because that's what his three sentences meant to me. You're worth talking to. And uh, I think that that's the, sometimes it's the simplest thing. You don't need to rebuild the Ashwan Dam. Just respond to somebody's email. Don't send them to voicemail. Just say, hello. (laughs) You don't need a script. Yeah. And the crazy part about putting my cell phone number in the back of 2 million books is people, I get a hundred calls a day. I can't get a thing done. It's awesome. (laughs) Did you know when you uh, back a car up and hit somebody else's by mistake, you're supposed to leave your phone number? Somebody backed up into somebody's car. They they were broke and they didn't want to leave their phone number. So they left mine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had to buy the guy a bumper. I don't even live in the <laughs> same part of the country. But it was just so, it, it's been expensive. It's costly to be available. Uh, but there's something right. beautiful. It'll cost you your pride. It will cost you 
like these constant interruptions. Jesus was always interrupted. Little guys in sycamore trees, people pulling on his shirt, and he always had time. And so uh, that didn't make us Jesus. It just makes us like him if we, every time we just get available. How do you, so with all of that going on, I mean, and you are a husband and you are really sought after and you are busy doing all kinds of things. And I feel like a a lot of my listeners are multitasking and really busy, but you act like it's just like, I mean, everything you say, you have the biggest smile on your face. I can't help but smile back at you. And Did you so, know it only takes 17 muscles to smile and 27 to frown? I have I'm just heard going that. the easy I route. didn't know the exact numbers, but I, I had heard it. I, I think I've used that line on my this daughter. This is why I can buy like pass bar exams. I just remember the most. You remember the things. details. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I know it takes more to frown, but like, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you do it all? Like, oh, how do you, man. where do you find, I mean, is this an inner, cause you have to have days where you're just like, okay, I'm a little bit tired of this. Yeah, yeah. So part of it starts with having some time of personal reflection mm-hmm. to just actually be aware of where you're at and who you are. You know, if you go into a big shopping center, it'll be an X and I'll say, this is where you are. It's actually helpful. And so some people do this by having quiet times in the morning. Others do that by meditation. You know, just figure out just kind of who I am. I wear a mood ring. I've been wearing it for a decade. And uh, and so sweet. Is it Maria, accurate in telling you your mood? Well, it's accurate because I just whatever color it is, uh, then I'll tell Sweet Maria what that means. We okay. don't let a book tell us what it means. So we have one thing because I've spent a lot of time in Afghanistan and Iraq and Somalia and all this. So we don't talk about where I am because it's not helpful and it makes us feel far away. But when we talk about how I feel, where I am, that access makes us feel really close together. And I fix that for four bucks, right? Just get a mood ring. And for those of you listening, if you're just dating people, uh, get the person you're dating a mood ring. And if they say they're not into talking about their feelings, say, that's awesome. I'm not into you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Just Just find a way to access how you feel and that's a great way to just be real with people to say, I've had some down days and I'm just, I'm just, I'm in touch with that, but I don't camp out there, but I'm not trying to be an imposter either. Right. I, know, I a, don't, I wouldn't otherwise think Otherwise be would. like a caricature of who I am. Right. I write a book and put some balloons on it. Like that. I'm not always the balloon boy. Like I've actually had some bad days. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so when I do just getting real with that, I would say just three minutes of authenticity with a couple new friends or old friends have them take you to Starbucks, make them pay and say, here's the deal for three minutes. We're just going to keep it super real. Here's what's going on in my relationships. Here's what's going on in my career. Here's what's going on in my life. And the only rule is this. Don't you dare try to fix me. Just Mm -hmm. receive this. Then tell me three minutes of authenticity and we're not going to raise it. If I want to talk about it again, I'll bring it up. But this isn't, this doesn't define us. It's just carving a new little groove in our mind. And if we could do that in our relationships, with people, it doesn't have to be everybody, but it's got to be somebody. Um, then we don't become a caricature of who everybody thinks, thinks we are. that we are. Because they have an impression of you, Amy. Oh, yes, I know. Sometimes. I've had a, an impression like... of you from afar, and now I got to meet you. I just met Chase. And so I have this impression of who he is, but it's a realistic impression with all the stresses of marriage and raising kids and paying taxes and pulling off work. And so if we just could touch bases and just you set the tone of your relationships that, oh, this is going to be actually an authentic one, not like the surface. Surface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm like, take, I'm like, I'm going to have to re-listen to this and take notes because 
like I need to write down things that you say. Like, mood so. ring for husband. I mood, think that would be mood great. Mood ring, great carve out three suffer. minutes like every day. <laughs> <laughs> Not every once in a while. I need to get it all out. Get it all out. Okay. Well, um, that I think that paints a good picture for 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 love does a, a little bit. I know we got into that. We're going to move on to everybody always. But if that's a book that people haven't checked out, well, shoot. <laughs> I His actually phone wrote number Love Does. Is, well, which one is? I didn't know your phone yeah. number was on the back. Yeah, I wrote this uh, book, Love Does, because the publisher uh, traded me. I, they, they said, will you write a book? I said, will you build a school? And they said, well, like, how many kids in the school? I said, 1,300 child soldiers and 100 teachers. And they said, big school. I said, big book. <laughs> <laughs> and I made them pay me in advance because I didn't know if it'd stink. But yeah, it's actually. <laughs> but then we Did sold you... a couple more. Oh, so they pay. Yeah, because, well, you know, like, um, well, I was just speaking of paying in advance, but or just maybe like getting paid after to see how well it does. Like Tom Hanks, he didn't take money up front for Forrest Gump or Saving Private Ryan. He wanted to get paid like after the fact, like we'll just see how good it does. Yes. And of course, Forrest Gump is like one of like an amazing, like a high grossing movie. He believed in himself. Yeah. Didn't plus, he? if if I made cupcakes, people would die. If I have like a, just a typo, everybody's fine. Yeah. There it is. So every time I want to build another school, I write another book. That's perfect. Yeah, it's I pretty love that. easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I can barely spell cat. Um, <laughs> okay. But I take lots of notes. Literally, if you ever want to talk about any ideas in this book <clears throat> that ping you, my phone number. Is... <laughs> yeah, there you go. Give me a call sometime if I can be helpful. There was I, a, I, I was in that. Austin, Texas, and uh, I got a phone call from two girls that had read a tweet or something. Knew I was in Austin. Mm -hmm. Their car broke down on the highway. And they, they called up. They didn't have towing insurance, but they had the Stop. book. So they called up. We went over and found them and fixed it. <laughs> oh, my God. Fortunately, it was just battery cables, not a new transmission. Um, but it was just like there's something beautiful about availability. And I, I just decided a long time ago I'd be Uber available. Actually, even before there was Uber, I just said, <laughs> I'm just going to be available to people. See what happens. Love it. All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, uh, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, 
this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18-plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual essential for women, 18 plus multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start ritual or add essential for women. 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Second thing. Okay, so now... I'm going to go back to something that another story that my sister shared with me kind of ties along with everybody always. And I think it's kind of just how you choose to treat people, people that you don't know. Um, maybe even sometimes when you don't have like the best feelings about people, you kind of just, you know, pursue it anyway. Right. Yeah. I'm working on that. And it comes from, uh, you don't need Bible verse for everything, but if you know why you're doing what you're doing, it can be really helpful. So this idea of loving your enemy, or just think of, I don't have enemies, but I have people that are really difficult in my life. Right. What I'm realizing is that I'm the one that's really difficult in other people's lives. And it's made me a little bit more compassionate. 
because it's easy to love people until you find somebody really creeps you out. Mm -hmm. And there's some people that are actually dangerous and you need to keep a wide berth from, but not as many as you think. Yeah. Well, so my sister and her friend, Kristen, they're not dangerous or creepy, I don't think, but they saw you in Austin. That's where I'm born and raised from is Austin, Texas. And so they were there. I don't know if it was for if gathering or something. I feel like maybe I was even in town, but she reminded me of the story of they were hanging out at the W and you were in the lobby and Kristen had recently seen you at some Donald Miller conference and she was just like obsessed with you. So probably came off a little bit like fangirl, you know, which can be creepy at times or awesome depending on, you know, the demeanor, but Kristen's really sweet, but you never know how people are going to react because some people that are in the public eye, not you, of course, but you know, they might be like, I, I'm in a hurry. I can't, don't touch me. (laughs) Like I don't have time to take a picture. Like I'm not into this. So anyway, Kristen was there. She wanted to meet you. She came up and said, hi, my sister had the camera ready. You're like, well, let's take a picture. And then she talked about her daughter, Freddie, like just loving you. And you literally looked at her and you said, well, let's call Freddie. (laughs) So she all got on the phone and you called her daughter, Freddie. And they were, and it's something that stuck with them where they were like, you know, you know, they were, could have been like the creepy fan experience in the hotel lobby where you're just trying to get up to your room and like do your thing. And you're probably tired and busy depending on your travel day. But like you, t- you took the time not only to just be awesome with them, but you took it a step further and called her daughter. And, you know, have you always just been that way? Or is that something where sometimes you do have to find yourself being intentional? Like, you know, I, I need to, this is the way I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to be intentional about this. Yeah, I'm just practicing for heaven. <laughs> you know, because if you don't like people, you're going to hate heaven. <laughs> Talk oh, yeah, about true. everybody always. Um, so uh, one of the things uh, to just practice, and each of us is wonderfully different. Uh, Sweet Maria Goff, she has what's called extreme social anxiety. Oh, so okay. I'm, uh, you know, I walk into a room and I'm like, people! <laughs> she thinks having me in the room is a lot of people. She's like, I'm Tigger, and she's like, wise owl. So one of the things, we're trying not to be the same. We're trying to actually turn into love. And so we just express that different ways. And so availability for me is a really way, uh, easy way to do that. Plus, we just have so little time uh, to be together, really, here on Earth. I just want to engage people. And not the the low-hanging fruit would be, uh, people that are easy and nice and pleasant. But what about people that are actually a little bit more difficult? Right. Can you do that? I'm a lawyer. I win arguments for a living. I get this. I've never lost a case. Is that really? crazy? It's not because I'm an awesome lawyer. I'm an awesome picker. Wow. I just never pick cases that anybody could lose. Well, there, uh, so what that. I would say is develop your inner picker. <laughs> like you just need to not swing at every pitch. You know, when somebody's upset about something, you just doesn't need to be whatever the news of the day is. You don't have to just get that on you. And so it's a great, uh, some people, even in their faith expression, want to like, you know, make a defense for the hope that's within them. But they forget the last part of the sentence, which says, but to do with kindness and respect. And so mm-hmm. I would just like rather focus on the kindness and respect part. Mm-hmm. And what you need to do is just bridle your tongue. Doesn't mean you aren't thinking things, but to just say like, you know what? I wear a uh, Red Sox hat. Because my neighbor was a huge Red Sox fan, and we knew she was going to be in heaven by the end of the week. And so I made a deal with her. I said, I'll wear your Red Sox hat for the rest of my life and represent the Red Sox here on earth. But in exchange, every time Jesus walks by you, you need to mention my name. (laughs) 
so I'm keeping up my end of the deal. Um, but when I walk through, when I walk through I just can't even with you. New it's York, amazing. when I go through Kennedy, people hiss at me because they're evidently rooting for the Yankees. Yeah. If they knew I was wearing my dead neighbor's hat, they'd feel so bad. But like it's such would. a great reminder to me to like, number one, beginning of the day, figure out who's under your hat. Like mm -hmm. get self-aware, get a mood ring, buy a puppy, whatever it is that gets you aware of who you are. And then don't assume you know who's under everybody else's hat. Just treat them with kindness and respect, knowing there's probably a lot more going on than you think. Yeah. And like for me, sometimes it's um, the grace of try uh, not knowing everybody's story or why they might be a certain way that day. I mean, it just may not be their moment, but I happen to cross paths at that time and like, I need to make sure and extend grace because I know that I haven't shown my best side all the time and people have to deal with that. And But I want that grace of like, no, that's not really me. There's usually but this more is to what the I'm story, going, isn't there? This is what I have going on. And if anybody had any idea. Um, and so that's what, I mean, even if it's like on a more, like a, a more common relationship of somebody in my life or just someone like at the grocery store checking out and they have just, they're just rude and cranky and attitude-y and, you know, sometimes we can just ignore that or we could like take a moment to how would you I want to know how how Bob Goff, let's say you're checking out at the grocery store and the checker outer is just not having it rude, cranky, awful, like how take me through what Bob Goff does in that situation. I don't know. Maybe I'd offer him a Tic Tac or something, but like the whole idea. I no, I wouldn't know. Like, I just feel like would you just be kind? I feel like yeah. you would have some sort of cute little thing yeah. that just totally brightens and makes their day. And yeah. I need to take that. Like but they get a badge just, or a pin or, or yeah. Just asking or... somebody what their name is. Okay. Like you got a puppy, like just to take a genuine interest. And again, you don't need a Bible verse for everything, but there's a guy, Paul was talking about his buddy, Timothy. And he said, here's the thing about him. He takes a genuine interest in people. And I do would just like do that. And you can tell when love has an agenda, because when love has an agenda, it ain't love anymore. It's a program. And we got all the programs we need. We just need people that just take a genuine interest in people. And sometimes I do a better job than others, but I'm just trying to say, could I just like, there's nothing on the other side of the equal sign in it. I'm not trying to win an argument. I'm not trying to uh, influence somebody towards or away from something. I'm just trying to be present. You guys, I love in the South, you say, be where your feet are. I love that saying. So if we could just be really present in the moment, and just realizing, empathetic, uh, that's what I'm working on in my life. And again, I'm not there, um, but I'm, I'm really intentional about it. I'm as intentional as this hat I wear, this ring I wear. I wear a Mickey Mouse watch, right? Ever feel like you walk into a room and you're the only one smiling? <laughs> like, buddy, me and you. <laughs> well, tell us, this, is there a story behind oh, yeah, Mickey Mouse? I just Mouse? I try, I, like, I try big cases. I actually try death penalty cases mm. against witch doctors that sacrifice children. Now, yeah. that's pretty heavy for a pretty... Uh, you know, upbeat guy Very. and it makes a pretty wonky business card. But, but I just think that like, I just value kids so much. I just want to see that happen. I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. And even though there's a lot of darkness that we push up against, Afghanistan's a really um, dark place. They won't teach little girls how to read and write. And so we started a girl's school. <laughs> That's a pretty unlikely place. Do it, but I would just go like, why not start? And when I got off the plane in Kabul, Afghanistan, I knew a total of nobody. And that was rounding up. <laughs> but wow. just get there and start and do the next thing. Here's the deal. You don't have to go across an ocean. Go across the street. Mm -hmm. You don't have to. It sounds noble to go far away. 
go to the person next door, have three minutes of authenticity with them. Say, if you had a mood ring on, what color would it be and what would that mean? And there's just something that's a genuine interest. And there's no, I'm not trying to, uh, uh, I'm not trying to convert anybody except me into a more humble version of me. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And two, yes, like loving your neighbor could literally mean your next door neighbor. It doesn't have to mean you have to go to another continent to do it. Oh, I know. That's like, because if it ain't working on Elm Street, it ain't going to work in another country. That sells, sounds noble well, and, and heroic, but, and you can do those things too. It's not binary. You don't have to, but like, you say literally this do love your neighbors. Like you have a parade in your neighborhood, right? Oh, on your street. But you know or, what we do? We've been at it for 25 yeah. years. But one of the things I've learned is from a guy that, you know, he's got a Gulf stream. You know what he does on Monday mornings? He takes out my garbage. He's got this restaurant chain all over the place. He doesn't just take my garbage out. He takes everybody's garbage out because he just wants to love his neighbors. That was so hard, Amy, for me. To, the first time I heard the wheels turn, I'm like, oh, heavens no. <laughs> first of all, that's my garbage. And and the second thing is like, oh, no, can I bake you a bunt cake or whatever that is? But like, I want to do something I'm very, it's an easier a task for me to do something for somebody than to receive something. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that's the groove that needs to be carved in our brain to actually receive Receive these things. And so many of the people that no doubt are listening to your show are people that are great at giving things. And that actually is safe. What I want to do is go a little higher up on the tree and to say, how can I actually receive these things? So I'm a, I'm not the teacher of these things. I'm the student and I'm, taken notes of the things I'm seeing from people that love people way better than me. I go like, wow, I want to actually get some of that on me. Man. So if we just, I need uh, to get to know my neighbors, like my literal neighbors on my street. I got an email from one of them once saying, and I don't know if she meant, I don't know what was going on in her heart or mind at the time, but she sent it to my work email. I didn't even know she lived on my street, but Oh, this is just making me feel bad because I mean, I didn't even know I wasn't waving to anybody at all. But she said that when I walk my dog and my husband and with my girlfriends, that she said that she realized who I was, that I was on the radio every morning and that her and some of the other moms in the neighborhood just want me to know that they're um, not being rude when they wave high or and that I can return the wave. They, they they don't care that I'm on the radio, so I can acknowledge them. Like basically that I was thinking I was too good or something. And honestly, I just didn't know what she was talking about. And then through Google and Facebook, I kind of found out where she lived. I feel like this is, I need Bob Goff's advice on this. I found out where she lived because I honestly did not know that there was somebody that had waved or felt like they were ignored or if we even walked that way. Or she said, she even said in the email, you don't have to turn and walk the other way. And I felt like that maybe was a lie she had built in her head. Cause sometimes my husband and I'll start out on a walk and they'll be like, Oh shoot, let's walk to the turnip truck, which is the grocery store. Did you get your wallet? No. Okay. I'll turn back and get it. It, And we'll make a left or a right. It has nothing to do with like people that are up ahead that we want to avoid. I didn't even know we were avoiding anybody, but in her mind she had. And so I've struggled with this, even when I drive by her house. And sometimes I've just been saying quick little things like, I wonder if like there's going to be a day where I'm going to actually see her or how, and I probably didn't handle it the best because I brought it, the letter into the Bobby Bone Show and then Bobby read it. And, but I was just so perplexed by it. It just was like not a nice email and I felt so misunderstood and just, 
you know, didn't know if that could be relatable to some people. And then now that the time has passed, you know, I still live on her street. At the time, I was like, well, that's it. I just need to move. Like, I've been misunderstood. I need to move. <laughs> but now I'm, I'm not moving. And and I actually would like the opportunity to for her to really know that that was I that none of that that she wrote was true. Yeah. And then I, maybe we could be neighbors and friends and like our kids could play. But. I think you're right about the moving. I just think you need to move a little closer. Oh, By the- <laughs> it's four houses down. But I mean, get the yeah. house next door. That'll really creep her out. But there's something really beautiful about this. If we uh, can come to peace with the idea that we're loving people means being constantly misunderstood. Okay. I mean, that's just Tuesday for me. And, uh, but I'm not aiming for that. I want clarity. I want clarity first with myself. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Right? The hat, the ring, the watch, the, the pocket. So you can be actually super engaged in uh, all the activities today. But if you're crystal clear about why you're doing what you're doing, that's what uh, really centers me. And then the words that we use. I was speaking somewhere, it was two weeks ago, and there was a woman that came up to me afterward and she said, are you a friend of Bill W.'s? And I was racking my brain. I, I, I know a lot of guys named Bill. And uh, it was a week later before I realized who she was talking about. It was the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, she wanted to know, because I had said something, it triggered for her something that would have been part of a 12-step program. And, and these courageous people in AA, she wanted to know if I was in recovery. And so instead of putting me on the spot and saying, hey, are you in recovery? Mm. She said, are you a friend of Bill W? Because she knew if I was in AA, I'd know who Bill W was. I called that girl up. I found out who she was. I said, that was the kindest thing that's happened to me in a year. It was somebody that just said, what's the kindest way I can ask a question that would be really important without having you feel on the spot? I was like, I think it's just going, the stupid shelf is right mm-hmm. here. It's yeah. just full of stuff to stay. <laughs> but I want her to elevate really our conversation. She's really thoughtful about that. Yeah, so she's probably got all kinds of things going on underneath her head. I think I'm back in Nashville on Monday. I think we bring some helium balloons over. To, her, just, to yeah, my yeah. neighbor's house? I yeah, mean, I'm something, around. Bob, I don't know. I mean, and now I'm thinking like, well, should I go wheel her trash out? <laughs> and no. then she'll notice me that way. And then <laughs> I don't know. But it's just been, I think at first I probably didn't handle it in the most mature way because I think I just was so perplexed and then annoyed because I felt like I needed to move. And then then I just was frustrated. And then, I mean, I went through a lot of different feelings. And then now I kind of have regret like, I mean, it's part of my story and I haven't disclosed who she is. Like I'm not putting out anything about her. It's just, it's a part of something that happened to me where I felt really misunderstood and I didn't know what to do. And now I want to, what is, I want to do the neighborly thing I thought about. Like, do I take her cookies? Do I go knock on the door? Do I just say, Hey, do you want to sit down and have a glass of wine? And I don't know. She said she likes to sit on her front porch and have wine. So maybe we could do that. I think you just like, I think the least creepiest thing to do. Um, and so that is for me, I'm a pretty enthusiastic guy, so I need to ratchet it back. So the least creepy thing is to show up at her house. Least creepiest (laughs) thing to do. That's what I, that's the lowest I could go. Um, but it, to say, uh, underlying all this is how do we deal with rejection? Cause, uh, rejection from me, I'd say like, why is that such a button for me? Anytime I feel rejected, um, it just like, it takes me out. And so I think, where did that come from? And I've done a little bit of the personal work to figure out where that came from is little seven-year-old Bobby Goff covered in freckles. And there was a particularly mean person on the block and they used to call me spot. And, and so they wouldn't play with me because I had spots all over me. 
And then there was a person that took a genuine interest in my welfare. You know what they had? A Sharpie. All I carry around is Sharpies. You know what they did? They say, you stick your arms out. And they started connecting these dots together, said, you can make giraffes out of these things. All of a sudden, I'm like, these freckles are awesome. Like, it was one person that recast it in a word with one Sharpie. And so if we make things meaningful, not like pretending they're meaningful when they really aren't, but just being such a student of how do we deal with our own woundedness, get real with that so you don't pass on all that woundedness to somebody who just turned left to get to the turnip truck, right? Mm-hmm. That instead of yeah. like like depositing all of that, <laughs> I'm trying to say that without cussing, all of that in your yard to just say, how could you just do that in a little kinder way? And so some of that is just being self-aware. And I just think we're all like amateurs at that. I've never seen anybody go pro at loving people. You know, they wear a leather suit and they're sponsored by Hershey's Kisses and Hallmark. (laughs) So we're all just trying to figure it out together. Okay. Well, you've encouraged me to to do that. Like, you know how we talked about Chase. You encouraged Chase to reach out to me. Like now after this talk, I just feel it right on my heart. I'm going to love my neighbor and I'm going to figure that out. Yeah. And it's baby steps. And be really kind. There's a a great verse, Zachariah 4, that says, like, heaven delights watching the work begin. Have you ever seen a, a kid take its first step? Did you yes. think like, I've seen better? Like, no, of <laughs> no. course not. It's, so yeah. when you shuffle your feet forward and you do this thing, even though it'll be awkward and halting and all that, just know that heaven is leaning over the rails saying, you go girl. Okay. Well, this might be a good transition to the next thing we're going to get into, which is um, dreaming big, taking that first step maybe into your dreams. So we'll do that next. Here we go. Third thing. Okay, so, you know, some people have childhood dreams. Some people have dreams right now as adults. Like they have things that they're 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 chasing, um, maybe, that, but they're not, they don't know quite how to get there or to even get to that point to where like they feel allowed to, to dream and chase it. They just feel stuck maybe. Um, so what's your advice for people? I know you have these amazing workshops and different things. Like you're, you're a dreamer. And I think you help people do that. So for anybody listening that might um, have a dream or a thing um, that they feel like they were created or called to do, but they're not doing it, how do we, what's like a mini, this is a little mini workshop. Yeah, I would say to find some of these ambitions, unearth them, spread them out on the table. It's kind of like when you do a jigsaw puzzle with the family, you put the pieces that all have the straight edges on the left, but all the pieces that have the same colors on the right. And I would deal with the pieces in the middle. If you think of the ones on the left as all the distractions in your life, if you think of all the things on the right as all the stress in your life, just deal with the pieces in the middle. Because what keeps us away from getting to our dreams is all the distractions and the stress, mm-hmm. right? Just trying to figure out how everybody else is doing and uh, who's thinking what about me and all that. I just want to deal with the pieces in the middle and think of those as your beautiful ambitions. And then you could say, well, what's something I'm actually uh, good at? Like, what's a capability that I have? And can we have one of those ambitions and parallel something that I'm actually good at? Like, I'm a pretty good lawyer, but I'm not letting my capabilities push me around because I stopped being a lawyer. I walked into my own law firm, a couple floors of a bank building. And my name was on the door. <laughs> I got everybody together in the conference room and I quit. I took the key off my ring. I said, I'm out. I gave it to a guy. I said, you don't owe me anything. I left Four years ago, never gone back. 
Now that's a stupid economic move, but it's an awesome new creation move. I want to just keep up with who I am and all that. So what's an ambition? I wanted to start doing some other things. What was the impediment? I had a day job. What's the fix? Quit my day job. <laughs> right now are like, like, okay, cool. I'm going into work today and I'm quitting my job. You know, every single job I've ever taken on the first day I get my new boss's name, I write my resignation letter. It's pretty short. It just says, I quit, put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it, address it to him, give it to sweet Maria. And I tell her if this job ever gets in between me and you, or it gets in between me and God, you mail that thing in. You don't even need to tell me. I'll find out. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? Yes. So do that. You're not going to be sleeping in the back of a Buick if you quit your job. That's a lot of trust in sweet Maria. I mean, I know that she will do right by you, but I'm like picturing if I did that with my husband and one day we get in a crazy fight, he's like, like, I'm going to go ahead and mail this in. Forget her. (laughs) There's something beautiful by giving each other the proxy in your life. Yes. Maybe not to everybody, but Mm -hmm. certainly to somebody. And, uh, and so uh, you find an ambition, you move all the other distractions to the side, you deal with the puzzle pieces in the middle, you have an ambition, and then you look for an opportunity, right? You just say like, so when is one of my ambitions and one of my capabilities going to meet an opportunity? Nothing magic about that. You just got your eyes open. You're just constantly on the move. Oh, I wasn't looking uh, for uh, a camp to purchase, but uh, a couple of months ago, a camp came up for sale. There's this outfit uh, that uh, I don't want to get them out because they haven't told everybody they're selling this camp, (laughs) but it came up for sale. So I bought it a little, we we closed escrow today. I wasn't looking for one, but a bunch of my friends have been dealing with some really irreversible decisions. They've made some in a moment of desperation, have uh, done some very drastic things. I just want a place where people can get better. And so I just said, I'm just going to get this thing. It's 150 acres with 60,000 square feet of buildings. And I don't know how to make a hot dog nor mow the lawn, but this, we're just going to figure it out on the way. And uh, so some people forget like getting a camp. What if your ambition is to write a book? You say, well, I can't write a whole book. How about write a sentence? How about a word? (laughs) Yeah. How about uh, then just double it tomorrow? Two words. And so Find your ambition and then just start moving towards that a little bit at a time. And then see what your God-given wiring harness is. If you have, like, if you're more cautious and careful, that's awesome. We need cautious, careful people. So bring all your game within the context of how you were created. And then there's other people that are Tigger. And so, like, just do that. Yeah. Some people, I feel like sometimes in our family, we had, like, our dad was a big dreamer and always went after a lot of things, but they sometimes didn't really work out. And they affected our family drastically. Like there was financial decisions. Our parents got divorced. Like there was a lot. And I've seen it play out in me and my sister and how we, um, with our spouses and different things that they want to do and pursue. Like we're very like, uh, like we're very like, I don't want to dream with you because, um, yeah, no, we've been hurt by that. So, um, and then, so then we're, with our husbands who want to dream up these different things. I don't want a lot of, I don't want to get the cart before the horse on things because like I've, I've been hurt by that. 
So that's just like so self-aware to say like, you don't need to work for NASA to figure out the trajectory of some of these decisions in your life or the lives of the people. So what I stopped doing is when people say, how's, how's it working for you? Like everything's working great for me because I'm like just a happy guy. But a better question to ask was, how is your life working for the people around you? Because if your husband is making these decisions that really frighten you, you could say, I'm glad that that's working for you, but it's actually not working for me. And here's why. And if you could just have a moment of authenticity to say, I grew up in a family where that equaled uh, fear because it equaled instability because it meant abandonment eventually. And I felt like I grew up and then my dad left. I have an underlying fear that if uh, somebody makes bad decisions, eventually the people I love the most will leave. Mm. And so that would take some heavy lifting, a little bit of reflection to figure out what's underneath the thing. Right. Uh, but what great conversations to have with a couple trusted friends. And then you have a context for that. And you can say, honey, I'm not trying to shut down your dream. It frightens me. Because I don't. Why. That's what I need to lift my. You don't want to be the buzzkill. Right. Yeah, Total buzzkill at times. But Total. you want to say, you know, let me tell you <clears throat> where this comes from. Let me see where the return address is. I don't know if you get a lot of junk mail at your house. We get it by the foot. What I do is see the return address. And, it, and if it is, isn't from somebody I know, I don't read it. Um, and I think sometimes what we do in our lives, we open up all the junk mail, right? And it ain't coming from Jesus. I mean, if it's shame and all of that other stuff, I don't know where it's coming from, but that ain't uh, heaven's voice you're listening to. And so a little bit of reflection, you don't need to be caught in an eddy of, of, of self-reflection all the time. You got to do something, but understand that's a button and here's why. And here's where I'm trying to grow. Um, but if you could express that to somebody you love, I, your husband is would just like love to know you'd say it frightens me and here's why, but I have so much confidence in you. I still, I'm not there yet. Uh, but if you could be patient with me, um, uh, then I'm, I'm going to continue to be patient with you because you have these great ideas. You know why I have a bunch of ideas. I'm just like my little insecure Bobby Goff. I'm a really fun guy. Cause I learned by eight and a half years old. If I was funny, then I didn't have to feel like I was spot anymore. I wouldn't mm. have to feel insecure yep. that my arms are too long or I got spots all over me. Um, and so when I'm operating in a not healthy way, I get so funny because I'm get really insecure. I just get so funny. It's almost incoherent. Actually it is incoherent, but I'm realizing that I go like, this is little Bobby Goff and you need to settle down. You're safe. You don't need to be funny. You need to just be you. And if we could do that, if we just find out the return address of some of that, it'd actually go a really long way. And that's how we, in answer to your question, that's how we get to our ambitions. We find out why are we doing what we're doing? Because if you're doing it for the applause, join the circus. But if you're doing it because you want to actually engage the people around you, then, hey, that's terrific. Like, do it in a way that's working for the people around you that love you the most. Love that. Again, I'm going to re-listen to this and take notes. I'm sure a lot of other people are too. Um, so the next thing we'll close with is four things you're grateful for. Do you got them? No. Okay. Well, I you got about three seconds. About anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My wife called me shoes. They're made out of trash. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm actually, I don't know anything about them. She said they're recycled everything. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm grateful for shoes made out of trash. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I haven't given any thought, but go ahead.
So what are four things that you, Bob Goff, are thankful for in your life right oh, now? Oh, this makes it too easy because I have a wife and three kids. Oh, well, right. okay. That's pretty. That's I'm going to lump cheating. them into one. Okay, family. Okay, I'm going to say this family that is on this adventure towards just understanding who they are. I'm grateful for a community of friends that include a couple people I can be super real with. I can just say, I don't care what it looks like. Let me tell you the way it is. Um, I'm grateful for an opportunity to engage people that actually kind of creep me out a little bit. And a couple come to mind for me. Perhaps they're coming to mind for you. But the chance to actually do something about that. And and I'm grateful for my faith. Uh, I'm not trying to talk anybody into theirs. I just like that is a driving principle. And it's why I do what I do. Yeah. Well, man, that was good for for not putting any thought into that. Like you just nailed those pretty quickly. Well, actually, if you're, like I mean, you know, of, if you do, you already practice gratitude on a daily basis. Totally, yeah. Like just that idea, and it doesn't, you know, but it's super intentional. I've never given Sweet Maria a daisy that had more than three petals on it. <laughs> she's like the first time she's like, "What?" Then she's like, "Oh, he loves me. He loves me not. He loves me." <laughs> Oh. It's not a defective daisy. It's actually super, but it takes, I think I'm an acquired taste, but the whole idea to be super intentional about why you do what you do. I wouldn't say overthink it. I would say, just go and you'll mess up a little bit. I turned 60 and I got a KTM 500 dirt bike. I'm trying to learn how to jump it. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> so far I've gone 30 feet. Here's the problem. The bike only went 20. <laughs> I went right over the handlebars. But are you okay? Yes, totally. Okay. Yeah, I've still got freckles everywhere. But one of the things that I'm learning about this is just this reminder that you're going to go over the handlebars. It'll be in a relationship. It'll be in your employment. It'll be with something you tried and it failed. But I don't know. Get back on the bike. Get on the horse. You pick your analogy. But to just get back to the important work of your life. Yeah. Another thing to be thankful for, failure. Yeah. yeah bingo. Can, yeah. What are we going to do? Quick. Okay. Well, hold on before you go. I have one more question. But how the Daisy thing really got me thinking about y'all's relationship. Like what's one more? Like I, that's so cute. I'm like, should I go home and give my husband like a, a Daisy with three? And like, I'm just going to steal <laughs> all these you've things lost from you. It, girl. No. But then it'll but be mean, this like, kind so of like, oh, what do you do last week? My husband and I on the podcast had an episode about um, dating your spouse. And so oh, how do y'all keep your relate, like as busy as y'all are and everything you have going on, what's y'all's little thing when it comes to still dating each other and making sure that you have that time? You know, it's, there's nothing elaborate. We just sit on the back porch um, because it's just like uh, such a busy time. There's like a, not a lot of time that uh, I'm sitting still. Right. Um, and we're working on that. Um, by moving the center of gravity a little closer to San Diego, this camp that's super intentional. Instead of me going to all over the place, what if we bring the party to me? Um, so I think uh, for us, we've got a little house and we just sit on the back porch. It's that simple. And people walk by. There's no uh, gate. They walk along the bay holding hands and they wave to us. We wave to them. Oh, y'all wave back? You're yeah. such a good neighbor. <laughs> I, apparently, I don't. No. That's, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I totally get this idea that um, that we do the best that we can. Yeah. Um, one of the overriding principles for in our relationship is I'm not trying to be like her, and she's not trying to be like me. We're trying to be like Jesus. And mm. to say, like, so how could you actually do that? And we each navigate that a different way. Um, but part of it is just being home. Like, so I'll go somewhere, and then I'll fly home. And I go somewhere and I fly home. 
think I flew 300,000 miles last year because I go somewhere and I fly home. So we don't try to figure out how do I get somewhere. It's like, how do, I get, how do I get oh, home? I and I, I, I figured that out from failing because I pulled into the driveway after one of these big, like, let's go help everybody things. And in the window is a help wanted sign. I'm not kidding. Sweet Maria wasn't saying that she needed help. She's like, dude, you, you actually need help. You are missing it. And so she's kept this sign and she doesn't hold it like the sword of Damocles over my head. But but one of the things that I'm just trying to do is be more available there because it's easy to be available to everybody else. But can you actually be where your feet are? Can you actually be available to the people that you love the most? And uh, just that practicing, being fully present. You know, one thing that we do, we throw this ball back and forth. I'm not a baseball guy, but if you answer your cell phone, you'll lose teeth. And so it's, we just play catch. It's like a super intentional thing. So we're just on your little date night. You'll yeah, play catch. We're just on the back porch. It's just the nicest. Oh my gosh. Now spend. I'm going to so go get a three, like the Daisy with three yeah. like <laughs> petals and I'm going to get a football. He will, he will love life. If I bring home a football and I'm like, you want to play catch? Oh, he would lose his mind. On. He would think it would be amazing. But there's just something. And I didn't get that. my cell phone out. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Marriage counseling right here, people. I don't know, man. I just think these distractions are what are keeping us away from that kind of intimacy we ought to have. Somehow, I think uh, the devil and his minions made iPhones, so we'd be constantly distracted. Wouldn't be the second time an Apple did us in. But one (laughs) of the things that I want to do is I want to just be fully present wherever I am. Uh, Like I'm here. We've had this time together. And there's no question. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not looking at the watch. I'm not looking at anything else. Just be fully present right there. That'd be such a easy thing to practice for all of us. Me too. Starting yeah. with me. I make coffee nervous. I'm like, Rrr. and I just and it's want free. To, I'm just trying to slow down. Just give people time. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you, Bob, for oh, this is a treat. I'm us. so glad I got to be in the blast radius of you and Chase, and I feel like I made two new friends. So fun. My cheeks hurt from smiling, so you're going to have to go. I can't smile anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, um, everybody follow him. He's doing amazing things. Get his books. um, Follow his journey. Call his cell phone. Email him. You might get three sentences back. Okay, freaking out because, yep, that's a wrap on today's episode. And Bob Goff was on. He is podcast goals. Like, still can't believe I had him on the podcast. I mean, he is wise. He's inspiring. He's amazing. He's kind. He loves people. I mean, he loves people and he loves them well. And there's so much we can learn from him. And it was just super, super cool to have him on. I, uh, I went ahead and put his books up on my Amazon page so that they're easy to find just radioamy.com if you want to see my Amazon favorite things and there's like books added there. So definitely check that out. And then if I ever, if you ever hear me mention other products and you're curious about them or things that I use, some of them you can find on my Amazon page to make it easy. Uh, every episode uh, at, on Thursdays, I do an email shout out at the end. Tuesday's my Q&A episode where I answer your questions that come in on the email, but then you never know when your email might get a shout out at the end of a Thursday for things episode. So before I read this email though, I've got from Sarah though. My daughter Stashira is sitting right here. So I thought she could just say hi to everybody. Hi. Hi. Cause she doesn't ever come on the podcast, but she came upstairs to sit with me while I recorded this. So I thought that that was sweet. 
Yeah? Why don't you ever come on the podcast? Because I'm busy. Oh, you're busy, but you're not busy right now? Uh-uh. And I come up here. Will you come up here what? You come up here to avoid bedtime? Yeah. Okay. Well, you can stay with me. We're almost done. I'm going to read this email shout out. Is there anything you want to say to my listeners since I have you here? Wait, what is it to my listener? The people listening. You can say hi to them. Hope you have a great day. Hi. Thank, you, f- thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. <laughs> I hope you have a great night. Mm-hmm. And what else? And can you please wait for Haiti? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. We do need to be praying for Haiti, y'all. That's like for real. We're going to be praying for Haiti before bed tonight because there's just some civil unrest and political things. In bed. What? Symptoms already in bed. No, not yet. We'll go upstairs and pray all together in just a minute. And we're definitely going to be praying for Haiti. So that's a good idea to have everybody else uh, pray for Haiti too. Um, okay, quickly, email shout out from Sarah. I wanted to say how much I love the Christmas pullovers. I'm getting ready to order them for my family so I can hand them out at Thanksgiving. I wanted to create a new tradition to honor my grandfather who passed away a few months back. Christmas was our absolute favorite time of year and all the kids and grandkids would travel to his house to play board games and eat monkey bread and laugh until we were crying. I'm gifting him the pull, or I'm gifting the pullovers, excuse me, to my family so that his traditions will always be remembered. Your pullovers will be such a great way to honor him this year. And I'm so thankful for all that you and the shot forward do. So Sarah, I'm so sorry to hear about the loss of your grandfather. I know that that's hard. And I hope he's rest in peace. Oh, he's rest in peace. That is sweet. Yes. Um, But it's cool that you can make him or make your family uh, pullovers, Christmas ones, to honor him. I'm assuming, I don't know what your four things are going to be, but I'm thinking maybe monkey bread, board games, Christmas, uh, laughing or something like that would be cute. Christmas for sure. Yeah, Christmas for sure. Which, Sashira, have you ever had monkey bread? No. Oh, we should probably make that this Christmas. It's good. Papa, he makes one that's like savory. It's like garlic and butter and salt and it's so good. But you can also make it sweet with like cinnamon and sugar. It's definitely a good holiday treat. You can make it Thanksgiving or Christmas. Um, But yeah. Sarah, glad you can do this. And just anybody else who wants to customize a Four Things Christmas pullover, we have a limited amount. We There's only so many we can print. We're already getting tons of orders in. So if you want to think of your four things and you want to order them for yourself or your family, get your order placed. You can do it at, find the link at radioamy.com or go to fourthings.com and do that. And then heads up on Shop Espoir's Instagram and the Shop Forward's Instagram if you go to the post that we both did recently that has like a picture of me and the red pullover with a little sign that says make your own, if you click on that and swipe through, you'll see ideas, but you'll also see a cute little chart that we made that has tons of words that fit perfectly on a shirt because you can only do 11 to 13 characters. So go check those out, get your orders in, get them in time so you can pass them out to your family at Thanksgiving or have for yourself. And then Stashira, I have one for me, dad, and then I'm getting you and Stevenson, the kid ones, and we're all going to put on flannel pajama bottoms and we're taking a fun family photo. It's going to be so cute. Are you excited? Yes. Oh, good. Okay. All right. So um, yeah, well, that's a wrap on today's episode. We will see you on Tuesday for the Q&A. Again, thank you, Sarah, for the sweet email. I'm thinking of your family. Uh, And yeah, we'll see you. See you on the flip side. Uh, so, Shira, can you say bye? Bye. Be kind to joy.
Ah, summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. 